All righty. Uh, we are recording. And this is Real Talk Beyond the Headlines. Hashtag RTBTH. Yeah, I don't think we have like a like a script for this podcast. We're just it's kind of agenda. Yeah, I got my is, hot take. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. The instigator's back. Yeah, honestly, we just wanted to chop it up on New Year's Day. You know, a great way to bring in the new year. Usually, me, Ehi, and Herschel, or other various others, James included, who's on the podcast. What's up, James? What's good, everybody? What's good, fellas? Yeah, we What's got James, out? the life expert on the podcast. Yes, we have Ehi, who was our uh, official third co-host. We have Herschel and Tunde, your other co-hosts. And yeah, we're just chopping it up. Um, just, you know, the first sort of major activity in 2021 that we're doing or social activity. I don't know, whatever. But since we're not doing various other activities to bring in the new year, we figured we'd do a podcast. Fellas, yes, indeed, <laughs> indeed, indeed. I'm with so, you. T- yo, did y'all did y'all get the the checks in? Y'all y'all check your bank yes, accounts. Yes, <laughs> I definitely got that y'all shit hitting. Flush? <laughs> Four a.m. I already spent that whole thing on stupid shit. Yes, furniture in the house, shit I don't need. Y'all gonna see new bookcases and fucking cases for my degrees and shit. All kind of stupid shit, man. Wayfair is out here. It's, it's so hilarious, man. You know, we don't have to. I, I mean, I do want to talk about some stimul- stimulus check shit, but it's hilarious to me that they, the government thought that this little $600 was doing anything. It was like a nice little late Christmas present, I guess. Like, this <laughs> shit is like, who the fuck is about to really do some shit with $600 to turn their life around, to help them, the relief from the Yo, coronavirus? There's some niggas out there who's to trying to cop a PS5 or debt. Xbox and whose life just got turned True around story. because they got the new system. <laughs> Herschel. Yo, that that was what was holding their life back. The fact that they didn't have the PS5. They didn't have people. the other 600. Because the yes. whole PS5 is 800. And that's I, okay. or some shit like that with tax. So Damn. But I guess so. No, I thought it was 500. But no, they sell it online for 800. Oh, it's 499 for that's all. Yeah, but mm. like the people who are selling them online, the ones that you actually find, they've been mm-hmm. jacked up. Like the prices have been gassed because people bought all of them and now they're reselling. They're trying to eat mm. off that. Yeah, so yeah, you can get one for 800. That's what it's. That's what they're selling for on eBay. <laughs> God damn it! But yeah, man. So did, I did, do have did, like a. Did uh, what's his name get that PS Five? The the dude that was that was uh at the at the bar last weekend. He said he oh, left him with the Best Buy. Did he get bar? the PS5? Oh my god! All right, so we're watching football at uh like Hudson Grill or some shit, and like a nigga is at what the, the bar. What the fuck are like, y'all doing at bars? <laughs> and he was like, "Bruh." I'm going to go and go to this Best Buy because I heard they got PS5s. We never heard from that nigga again. So we don't know if he got it. He might be dead. You really you really don't know. You know, I, I will have to follow oh, okay. up. I, I am not sure. Um, yeah, I'm curious, man. I wonder how he got it. If he did. If he yeah, did man. But there are. All right. So there are like some shit that like, you know, I want to just touch on from 2020 or we can touch on from 2020. But I want to also talk about shit to look ahead. Like shit we're excited for in twenty twenty one. I don't want to be too much of a downer this episode. I've Let, been pretty... Let's review twenty twenty. Yes. Real quick. Oh okay. god, it's painful. Do you have do you have any kind of review documents? Any kind of like or, well, or do we want to do this about memory? Say, I just I just want to say that I hate all of these goodbye twenty twenty or you know, like good riddance twenty twenty posts because yeah. Ain't shit changed. Like yeah. it's it's still at the Hell end of twenty twenty one. It's it hopefully it would have been a much better year, but we're still gonna be like halfway into twenty twenty one struggling. So I'm just like, y'all can't just discard twenty twenty. <laughs> it's still here. We yeah. still in twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah. Life is twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. So obviously we're gonna look forward, but uh yeah, more niggas are gonna die. Sorry sad to say that's that's life. You know, more, more, you know, tragic shit is going to happen. Some more shit is going to blow up. Y'all remember that big ass explosion that happened in wherever the fuck in the Middle East or somewhere for like a day that Beirut? like everybody care about? I, I guess it was Beirut. I don't even remember. I'm just thinking so. of shit that happened. Oh, but like yeah. So much other shit. No, this is in Lebanon. In, this is in yeah. Lebanon. Yeah, Beirut. Yeah. Not even the terrorist Lebanon. attack that we had in America in yeah, fucking Tennessee. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that I also keep forgetting about because other shit keeps happening, but... I mean, you that's keep life, forgetting baby. about it because forty five keeps forgetting about it. I mean that we we're not even gonna. They don't bring that, that dude anymore. up. Yo, I low key like had like, like three days Just where saying. I didn't think about him. And it was so good. I yeah. Was like, oh, 
Yes. Yeah. That's going to be really nice. <laughs> I said this to myself a, a while ago, but Trump is embedded in our American psyche, like our collective psyche. Like, you know, I think I was thinking this around the impeachment. Like he just everywhere you go is Trump. And all that seems to has like really died down since the election, which is such a reprieve. Feels so fucking good. It does. It's just him it and his sycophants talking about that shit. And every time somebody brings it up, you 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 can immediately just kind of shut your brain off. Like, all right, well, I don't have to <laughs> trust anything that comes out of your mouth. All right, cool. Peace. <laughs> That's awesome. Zone out. Fucking Think quick exit right there. But yeah, man. So uh, a lot of things I do want to say in 2020 were kind of great. We're kind of dope, you know. Obviously, like it's sucked, <laughs> bruh. I mean, I had, we had a lot I mean, of time. Look, wait, I mean, you, you got into PhD programs, so you you look yes. good, man. You got some fellowships right, coming so, in. <laughs> you know, personal anecdote. Yes, my whole life, you know, turned around. Like, I did up. a lot of dope shit. You know, went to Costa yeah, Rica man. and shit. Was living it up. You know, I'm in Atlanta, also where it isn't shut down, so I get the opportunity. You know, I'm not going places like that. That bar was like the first thing I did in literally like ate in a that restaurant. Bar? And literally, yeah. what bar? This shit was crazy. It was Hudson Grill in Midtown. Yeah, I'm I'm snitching. We had on masks and then we didn't. Just like everywhere else. That's what happens, man. You can't. What do you want to do? Chicken wings through a mask. places in Atlanta. It's fucking Jack's Pizza and Wings. I'm calling everybody out. Jack's Pizza and Wings niggas rolling up at the table. We're not even legal here, but we don't have masks on. We got nothing. We just out. We just out and about. Atlanta is just a crazy place. Why are you snitching, dude? I don't know, man. I don't know. Wait, this is last night? This is last night? No, 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 no. That was like earlier in the summer or some shit. I'm just saying that like places, I mean, y'all saw Compound? Y'all saw the videos of Compound? They put a swimming pool in the club during a pandemic and niggas went. People pulled up. They were giving out free Hennessy. That's why people showed up there and were lit. I saw the Instagram stories. It was crazy. But those were good times. Yes, some people probably got sick. You know, we we can't always... uh, you know, try to quantify the bad things based on, you know, the good times and the fun times. We've been able to expand this podcast. We've done hella podcasts. I don't know if we've done this many podcasts in a year for RTBTH. This, is a, no, we this has been a banner year. This was definitely so, the most productive year for RTBTH. Yeah, man. And I would like to add that we we brought on our third official member. So, you know, RTBTH woo, actually made woo. some moves. We did. We, since James did bring up 45, you know, we people, niggas got out and voted, you know. Uh, I don't want to talk. Baby. Yeah, I don't want to talk about any of the protest shit because a lot of that shit now is fucking trash to me as well. It's it's you know theater. I think people pretending or or being you know socially acceptable to agree with black people now. But you know it is what it is. It's it's another improvement, a step forward in social consciousness, right? Um, did any good movies come out? Did did we do anything? What, what, Actually, what, I, I want to. I want to go ahead and and go on my tenant rant, James. I'm glad you're on the podcast too. Dude, uh, dude, I haven't seen it, man. I was, oh, oh man, me neither. Oh, spoil that shit. Spoil yeah, the hell spoil out it. Spoil it. Fuck shit. it. Because it, apparently it's super confusing. So I don't even think you can I wouldn't even know. Anyway, but real quick, James, can you run down what what your uh, background is? What the work, the, the kind of work that you do? I actually don't know if you've ever officially explicated that on the podcast. Oh well, shoot, man. Um, <clears throat> hello, world. Uh, I am a <laughs> filmmaker. I went to school for film. Uh, so I have expertise in all things movies and television shows and where else is going on in the visual world. So, uh, Tenet, I saw Tenet. You saw Tenet Tune Day? I did. What'd you think? Uh, I mean, I, I will say this, you know, like I'm, I'm like a, a, a I'm very like critical of films. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, first of all, for me, it's plot. Plot is everything. Like, okay, I'll give you an example. The Mandalorian. Like, the show is incredible, but the plot is so simple, and I love it. Like, you know exactly what's going on. There's a fucking Baby Yoda, and there's a guy who got some armor. He's protecting the Baby Yoda, and they get into fights and blow shit up. The Baby Yoda gets stole, gets captured again or whatever, or, or, or you know, gets reunited with the, with the Mandalorian. And that's it. It's simple, but there's lots of explosions and... So with Tenet, the plot is completely convoluted and, and complicated and so hard to follow. And the weird part is that uh, John David Washington, who killed it, I think he's a great actor. Like all of his lines were really simple, really just like basic dialogue. You so it's like, like you ain't like the hot sauce line. I don't remember that one, but uh, I mean the the lines were good, but 
It's like, how do you have this really sort of simple as dialogue, but then you have this convoluted as plot, you know, and, and then you throw in the fucking quantum physics. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, <laughs> and they don't, that's the, that's one thing that I, I struggle with, um, Nolan with Interstellar and this film. They, they, he tries to bring in these really, really complicated, uh, quantum physics and relativity principles into the, plot line into the story but he doesn't describe it enough for us to comprehend what is truly happening like this intended like there's this concept that things go in reverse time like what people there's a shit ton of people that don't even understand time as its own sort of plane of or its own dimension like space right Mm -hmm. like there's a sort of forward and backward component and there's like a measurable aspect of time Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I'm just talking shit. I don't know shit about physics. But. <laughs> yeah, you're doing good. Keep going. Makes sense yeah. to me, man. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I just had to rant about that because that was towards the end of 2020, probably one of the biggest films in 2020, you know. But the I mean, I got to give it up to the biggest film. What? <laughs> probably the biggest film of 2020, for sure. Yeah, Not Wonder of, Woman? Of all three films. Yeah. No, uh, Tenet. No, I'm saying. Actually, but no, bigger, no, no. Bigger than I have Wonder another one. one. I have another one. Um, The one with uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, Borat 2 oh, was 2. great. I'm not that even gonna lie funny. to y'all. That shit was really that was funny. Hilarious. I didn't see it. You know, it wasn't yeah, it wasn't too coronavirus y and you know on the nose and shit and too political. It was funny. Um it was maybe a little better than the first one. I don't I don't fucking know. I don't remember. But um the shit was fun. It was just like another good time. Way better than Wonder Woman. We don't have to trash it right now, but I've definitely told you guys in the group chat that the plot again was trash. It just doesn't make sense. It's one of those movies that like felt like it was trying to be fun, you know, fun loving eighties movie, like with Arnold Schwarzenegger or some shit, but it just doesn't work. It just, you know, there's a whole bunch of stupid shit. It's it's like a but what if movie. Like, oh man, wouldn't it be cool if uh Wonder Woman did this or did this or did this or had wishes or could turn her jet invisible on the first try or could fly or you know, just stupid shit, man, you know. That had nothing to do with like what all was going on, but um, I also yeah, love from 2020. Like it. Yeah, it's been getting crushed. Uh, I love the smorgasbord of fucking sports that we ended up getting because for a second there in March, April, May, I thought we were never gonna have sports again. I mean, I didn't think that, but like it was looking bleak as fuck. But yeah. then all of a sudden, we got football, basketball, baseball all going on at the same time. That shit was insane. It didn't make yeah. any sense. Um, but I I felt like it was fun. You know, that, that was that something was that we fun. as a society have never seen before, uh, but they made that shit work. They figured it out because obviously they got to get to the money. Y'all can listen back to our old uh, RTBTH podcast where I called that shit out. The NFL wasn't ready. They were out here skating. They figured it out somehow, but they still have had uh, everybody on the fucking Ravens getting uh, some kind of COVID. Uh, the Steelers had to play a game, uh, three games within 12 days, which is fucking wild. But, I mean, I loved it. And for next year, I'm excited for, hopefully, I mean, they can figure out how to do the Olympics. Because the Olympics was supposed to happen in 2020. Nah, bro. So, um, I I don't know. Bro, they're going to have it and no no fans. Yeah. They're they're just going to test everybody. But I I don't know what happens when niggas uh, start testing positive. I don't know if they require them to get the vaccine, uh, which, shout out uh, to the vaccine, hashtag get vaccinated. Uh, We don't want to hear no. I mean, I do want to hear y'all's conspiracy theories, but. Please, please, I do not want to argue with people about this shit. But you know, make your own decisions. Uh, anyway, real quick, James, uh, if you could just go ahead and and give the the takes that you have about Tenant, the the filmmaker's sort of overview perspective. Am I wrong mm-hmm. to consider it just a five out of ten film? Uh, five out of ten. I think that's a little harsh. Um, <laughs> but I will say that this is probably um. Christopher Nolan's most convoluted, as you say, convoluted, confusing plot, um, including films like Inception and stuff like that, The Prestige. Um, I felt like, cause I've seen it twice. The first time I saw it, I was just sort of going just to enjoy the spectacle. Second time around, I really sort of paid attention to like the technical aspects of it, um, the story and stuff like that. And I did feel like the story, it wasn't, the story to me wasn't revolutionary per se. Um, I get the whole like, I mean, t- Nolan likes to mess with like time and space and stuff like that in his, in his films. Um, but I felt like this one 
wasn't fully fleshed out um, as it could have been. That being said, I think um, the visual effects were pretty amazing, especially like some of the aspects when like um, the backwards driving car and stuff like that. I thought that was pretty cool, pretty cool visually. So I, overall, I would probably give the film like a maybe seven to seven and a half. That's coming from somebody who made some bona fide classics. So he's got a couple nines and even tens in his catalog. All right. Hey, that that was a nice little uh, wrap up of the film and overview in your perspective. Thank you, James. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was a cool film. Yeah. Any any other movies? Oh, speaking of uh, <laughs> the Olympics, I watched Icarus on Netflix. Have y'all seen that documentary? I have not. No. Oh, man. <laughs> tell us about it. No, actually, one thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately, I, I don't want to get too too deep into, you know, shit, but like we were talking about this on the, in the group text, but I don't think people really understand like how good it is to live in the United States and like these so, sort of like socialist type countries, even though Russia technically is a democratic country that supposedly elects its officials. But I mean, Putin, did y'all know Putin? Okay, so. I went down the rabbit hole, but I'm going to try and wrap this up and bring it back to Icarus. But did you know Putin was president at the uh, turn of the millennia, millennium? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you, you can only hold time. the presidency two years or two terms. So he stepped down. He was prime minister for four years mm-hmm. and then became president again. Yeah. Yeah, I did, I did know that. That is and crazy. And when, and when he was prime minister, he switched the powers. So you had them switch it so the the prime minister actually had more control during the time when yeah. he was uh, the, yeah. the prime minister. Yeah. That so is crazy. I mean, yeah, dude, they dude. they love him out there. Have you watched <laughs> some of his interviews? He's a gangster. He is charismatic as fuck. He's like, yeah. he's actually, and he's he's quite impressive of a person, even though yeah. you know, yeah, he's facilitating a lot of negative things in the world, at least according to to our worldview. But he. He's an impressive dude, man. Like right, he's right. very with it. He's 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 quite the politician. So, um, you know, he's, he's I think intelligent, I, but he also exudes like you know the power man, the strong man. You know, and to some extent, I don't know much about Russian politics or Vladimir Putin in general, but he kind of actually lives it. Unlike Trump, you know, where he's pretty much always been a cowering dog his whole life, but he exudes the strong man persona. <laughs> You know, I, Vladimir Putin, like, I mean, he was in the KGB, the FSB, you know, like he kind of really is actually like a sort of power man to some extent. But yeah, man, he yeah, walks the yeah. walk, talks the talk. Uh, yeah, but gangsta for real. real quick. So Icarus is about a filmmaker was trying to run um, competing this very pretty much the hardest amateur cycling competition in France. And he wanted a physician to help or a scientist to help him dope just to sh- prove that he could get away with it. And then it pretty much like transformed into this film where the Russian doping scandal blew up during the making of the film. And the main uh, whistleblower was the scientist that the guy got. His name is Brian Fogel. And anyway, it just like blew up into this whole thing. And Russia was like basically state sponsored doping program. Like the athletes were forced to dope. And then the whistleblower's life is in jeopardy because Russia is trying to kill him, and now he's in witness protection program in the United States, and I'm just like, "What the fuck? Like that shit does not happen in the United States, and if it does, you don't hear about it because the CIA takes care of that shit quick." <laughs> but but the thing is, just like, like you, you can't just be in Russia and say whatever you want. You know, you can't no, just you can't. write whatever you want and publish it. Same with China. And I don't think people understand how I think that's something that I've noticed a lot more in 2020. Like, you know, um, people are getting censored in China from providing information about the pandemic early on. You know, um, I mean, everything that's been happening with with Hong Kong for the past couple of years now. But I'm just like, you know, I think the United States definitely has its issues. Trump being a major, major one, uh, the most cancerous of issues Trump is. But. It's fucking great being in this country, man. You can write whatever you want on freaking Twitter, medium.com and post it and nobody gives a fuck unless it has to do with national security. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that we definitely need to sort of forget about 2020. But one thing that I learned is that it's not too bad being an American citizen. Yo, did did the film Icarus talk about their motivation 
for a while. I mean, aside from, I guess, winning. Was it supposed to just be like, yo, we're, we are a strong Russia and we're going to win all of these Olympic uh, mm-hmm. things? And they got kicked out before they can even participate, right? They're banned. Are they not banned yeah. from the Olympics? Yeah, they've been banned for a couple of years. A couple of the Olympics. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Man, they need to tighten up. I mean, you know, the Nigga film suggests it. that Russia has been actually doing the doping since way, way, way decades ago. But the most evidence is for Sochi and uh, I guess Brazil, maybe, or Sochi and whatever happened before Rio. that. No, well, well, I don't think it was real. I think it was the one before in 2012, London. Was that Beijing? Mm-hmm. London. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really honestly, it's just like if you're not cheating, you ain't trying that sort of thing. It's just that in Russia, it's state sponsored. In the United States, it's each person for themselves. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah, that's freedom. That's freedom right there. Oh, yeah. That's drugs money can buy. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's that's interesting, man. So what what, what ended up happening to, to that guy? So he's just in, in witness protection? He's just yeah. out here? Yeah, but I think there was an article <laughs> somewhat recently that I read that um, that was published somewhat recently that, that Russia's like still trying to kill him. trying to hell yeah they're looking for I'm that dude like, yeah. yes, oh, they, they, they poison yeah, y'all know the people. US government is looking for uh, Edward Snowden still right now but they're Pair not trying not to murder playing. him hell yes they would they they're, 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 yeah. trying, they're trying to prosecute they would grab him. that dude up uh, I mean uh, okay yeah they would prosecute him and then they would put him in a place similar to Guantanamo and you don't know what the fuck would go down because they'd be like, "Bro, you fucked up." Snowden can some defend of our himself. Level. The, the law that supposedly where the surveillance, the mass surveillance, was proven to be illegal or unconstitutional—one of the two—you can look it up. But the law that Snowden exposed that allowed the uh, NSA to survey the nation on a mass scale was shown to be or found to be unconstitutional. So Snowden can defend himself and potentially get a smaller sentence or no sentence. Because he would win. So, the case. so, so is the NSA still uh, surveilling U.S. citizens? Most in, definitely. In well, yeah, so it, it means nothing. So he did nothing. They run a, they run a tight ship he, this time. Yeah, he just told us snitch. that they're doing it. Yeah, they still want to kill that dude. Hell yeah! If they, Bruh, could. they don't want to murder Snowden, man. Snowden is chilling in Russia. If they really wanted to pick him up, they would have found a way. Mm. <laughs> I wonder how he gets money. Like, if, do you think he's working for Russia? Like, what is he doing now? Dude oh, probably has a fucking asylum. Say what? Do they just pay for all your stuff and just asylum. hang out for free? I think I think the last thing I heard, he was in asylum in like Brazil or something. Some oh. Huh. No, he's in Russia. I mean, well, I don't know actually, but like when he does interviews, he says he's in Russia. Maybe he could be somewhere else, which would make sense because he's trying to yeah, escape. But then they the would freaking... find they would find him though. Like I feel like if you leave Russia, man, they're gonna get you right away. Yeah. Like the US got the tentacles everywhere. Oh, I yeah. guess you can go to China too. Russia and China, you'd probably be safe. Yeah. But once you step out of there, man. I agree. It's a wrap. I agree. Anyway, moving on. I think it's officially time to hear Ahe's hot take. I've been waiting. Yeah. Is this the first so, hot take of 2021? Let's go. I don't know. Let's let's see. All right. So <laughs> I don't want to build up too much uh you know fanfare for this, but too so much. so if you put ethics to the side, oh, I like where this is going. Let's go. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> put those ethics to the side. Hell yeah, that's a great well, way be, to start be, off. I mean, oh, shit. because <laughs> it's about to be the hottest take ever. Let's go. Oh shit. Fuck them ethics. If you, get your if you IRB board up out of here. Go, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, and, and if you if you look at the world as a you know a winner take all kind of system, if you if you have that perspective. When I think about race relations in America and the the reasons why oh, white shit. people don't support, you know, advancing equality and all of these different things that we as black people have been fighting for, you know, one thing that I, you know, people always say, oh, it's racism, like they just don't like you because you're black, like they think you're dumb, all these stereotypes, like, yeah, I mean, all those things are, are disgusting and bad. And you hear that all the time, but I wonder if what I don't hear, which makes me think is probably or potentially something that people think about, at least white people would think about, is the actual reason why they don't really fully support equality is is this. So, like I said, if, if, you, if you look at it 
from a perspective that there's, you know, ethics are just something that we, we sort of made up because they're good. And, you know, we did. You're right. When, yes. Ethics are made. Yeah. Up. So if you, if you put all that stuff to the side, when you look at how the world has gone <laughs> from if, and you look at groups of people and how they dominate and take what they want and, you know, there's certain empires that take over and are controlling for, you know, long periods of time. And, you know, their their descendants all benefit from from that sort of prolific uh, history. Imperialism? Yeah. One thing that I don't hear is, well, is the perspective that, well, you know, our ancestors worked and built this system. They took over, you know. And we're just the beneficiaries and this is the system that they set up. So I'm not against you because of, you know, the color of your skin, but I'm not going to give up anything because the world is a dog eat dog world, yeah, you know, to the victor like, go the spoils. You're right. Exactly. Like we were, you know, the victor writes the, the history books and, but you don't hear that. That uh, is, even though I got, I suspect that a lot of people <laughs> have that perspective. Wow. Yeah, that, that's, that's that very is true. a flamethrower take like i don't know if it's necessarily a take i think it's just an observation like i think i I think it's like the undercurrent i think that's the undercurrent of our racial situation is is that well i mean i'm not going to accuse anyone of this i I don't know right i just thought of this randomly but i think that a lot of people probably feel that way where it's you know we're a very individualistic capitalistic society here in the u.s people have you know they it's very within our culture of, of the united states to to be independent and, you know, work for, for what you get and, you know, build up a, a safe haven for your family, for the future. And they might feel that their people, however, whether or not it's ethically, you know, acceptable in this day's standards, how they did it or where they, where they got those resources from and how they took it. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, they, they got it. <laughs> they set it up, yeah. right. They, they took this stuff and, at a certain point, yeah, you could be mad about it ethically, but at the end of the day, if, if there wasn't any of that, you know, it would be, they would get to keep doing what they're doing, you know, and yeah. progress would just continue being as slow as it is. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, we're not going to give you any handouts to bring you up out of poverty. This is just the way it was, right? We don't need to level the playing field. You just climb out as you get out, you know, and that's something that I, I don't support, obviously, but I feel like we don't hear enough. I, the fact that I don't hear it being said makes me think that there's a lot more credence to it than, um, people, you know. I, I think that people just don't accept that, like, it is a cultural thing, like that there are winners and losers in life and society. We cannot we cannot all win, even though we've been told our whole lives, Yo, you can be anything, you do anything, as particularly as we've been talking about today in America. But this you know, even even though black people are not a monolith, white people are not a monolith, they don't all think the same. These mass mentalities are real. You know, they are a part of the culture. Tribalism is still evident, even though, you know, we have smartphones and, you know, self-driving cars and all kinds of shit. All of those ancient things of like, yo, people that look like me are doing are better than people that don't look like me. That type of mentality uh, or or should should benefit more than people who don't look like me is always going to be present. And you mentioned like, you know, again, throwing out ethics and, uh, you know, the, the progress that has been made here. But like, I think of it in two ways, right? There are two main things that really lead to progress. One of them is war or violence, like something, some catalyst happens and like we move forward as a society. And sometimes it's really bad for the loser basically. Right. Or we move forward slowly through ethics where like, you know, uh, rising tide uh lifts all ships pretty much and we've identified that in the long term it's way better for everyone it improves even the people at the top uh if you have ethics and you know lift everybody up but that shit is slow that shit sucks right Mm -hmm. um which i think is also uh you know we're not getting super into politics but that's how like these republican mentalities get get out like like yo i want you know again I want to one people like me, people who are um, in financial positions, whether they are rich or poor, pe- just people who think that they are similar uh, and think that their team should be winning. Uh, fuck the fuck the rest at that point, you know. Yeah, so, and yeah, people know, I, don't admit that, but I think that's yeah. that's the. Kind so of I don't point I don't even think about it. I mean, I'm so there's the there's 
there's the racism aspect where people think they're superior because of the past and like have an, an elevated sense of self-worth and they deserve more just purely because of heritage. That's one thing. And I, I'm, I'm saying even put that aside because that's that's pretty much racism, <laughs> you know, like but what I'm talking about is not necessarily racism. Like people who aren't racist, they think everyone is equal, but they they believe we won the war, essentially. Right. We we won this war initially. And this is what the spoils of that victory are. Right. The, the current setup. And so, yeah, I want to give you a, an opportunity that you're equal. You can do whatever you want as if you can, you know, get what you what you get, what you get. If you work hard, you get lucky. Things will work out for you. Um, so I'm saying, like, for people who have that perspective, they might be like, well, I'm not going to give up stuff just to help you out because people, but see, that's the people thing. work for this. Like my but ancestors that's the thing, though, the- worked for this. And so I deserve it. The war that you're talking about, though, happened not even 400 years ago when there was slavery and shit. Uh, or when, you know, the slave trade first kicked off. But like even prior to that, where like all these Europeans were having wars with each other and that they advanced to where they had better military shit, better weapons and shit. And then came to mm-hmm. Africa or or wherever the fuck. And they were already superior. They were already like, yo, we could dominate. Yeah. You. We, could, we could do whatever we want. We're going to take this shit, you know. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we, it's a harsher just environment up there. You know, yeah. it's a harsher environment it kind of breeds that sort of, you know, militarism up there yeah. because you know like in africa man things growing like if somebody steals your goat and there's like a thousand more goats you can just grab something off the tree like nobody's really stressing like that like we ain't really gonna goats try to tree. figure out a way to go kill a million people but it, it, if, if you're in if you're in you know the scandinavia northern northern uk currently you know it's like it, it gets fucking cold it's raining like there's famines there's no food it snows half the half the year Bro, if somebody steals your food, you're about to die. So you're about to go take his shit. You know, you're coming back. You're about yeah. to find a way to kill him and all his people. Yeah, so, that's the Viking mentality. Yeah. They were, they well, were doing that shit to the rest of Europe. From, you know? Yeah. That's where a lot of them come from. So that's what I'm saying. Like, at the end of the day, like, I, if people were talking about that, you're like, well, that kind of makes sense. But I think that's what people have. Like, I think that may be the Republican mentality. Like, they, they can't say it because the reason why they vote the way they do, because it, it doesn't make sense. Right. They say all this stuff about, oh, you know, we're Christians or whatever. You know, they have all these ideals and ethics that they that they, they preach and spread around that's supposed to be guiding their their behavior. But the way they the policies that they support don't really <laughs> don't really follow that. Right. And it's like what is really driving their decision making? Um, what's the the underlying pattern there? Because it seems to be, you know, mostly white people who are Republican, right? <laughs> and so it's like, what what is it that that's that's unifying these guys? What is the guiding principle? Because if you look right now, what is the what are the Republicans' guiding principles? You don't know, right? Like, what is it? Like, they they give money to to random people whenever they want. It's rich people, and then they're like, they talk. It's it's all over the place. They're like, we're against the deficit, and then they. They run up the debt, you know, like, so what, what is it that they're really about? And I, I'm starting to think that this is what it is. The underlying current is we, we deserve this because our ancestors got it. Tough break for you guys. We're going to let you guys compete, but you know, if we're already ahead, we're already ahead. (laughs) See you, see you when you get here type shit. Pretty much. You know? Yeah. I mean, you're saying a lot of things that I, that I have thought before. Like I've always wondered, like, why you know it, it, uh, no white people can be over, like outwardly supporting equality and equity you know across the races but why would they actually need to like actually do it you know like if you're mm-hmm. already ahead and if your life is pretty good why would you actually have to do anything about it you know um but I, honestly it, I don't, it's a I don't disincentive mean, for you you know it's like you 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 have you're gonna lose out Right. Yeah. Like, you know, you're going to lose stuff by doing this. Right. And nobody, have- <laughs> nobody wants to sort of like move backwards. Nobody wants to move backwards in life. Not poor people, not rich people. Nobody. Everyone mm-hmm. is specifically, particularly in the United States. We want to move forward. You know, I, I, I think I mentioned to you guys, like when George Floyd was killed, uh, a person, a woman, a white woman in my, <clears throat> in my program emailed me and, and said something to the effect of like, I'm with you. I'm sorry that this happened. Like this woman who I never spoke like like we we have spoken, but just always in the context of class and, you know, our degree program and whatnot. And I was just like, you know, I really kind of I guess I appreciate your email, but this is the this is the actual like issue is that you 
don't actually have to talk to black people. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I always tell myself, you know, and usually things I tell myself, I end up saying on the podcast. So I appreciate y'all listening. But I'm always like, if white people really want to make a difference, they need to move to the hood because the resources that you hoard in the suburbs is the reason why black people can't move forward because the resources are hoarded in certain areas. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens the people in th- those areas are white, you know, like mm-hmm. I think what you're sort of saying to some extent is that race issues are actually issues of economics mm-hmm. you know and and at the end of the day nobody wants to give up the shit that they already have you know yeah. nobody wants to give up wealth unless you have a shit ton of it and you can still be mm-hmm. a billionaire like you know bill gates and zuckerberg's out here you can give a be a billionaire after already giving several hundreds billions of whatever or whatever nobody wants to give up their money and their resources and their economic power you know, so like I said about my classmate, like your your email is nice and very kind and thoughtful, but you, you she ain't never been to compound. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> seriously, you don't you don't ever have to. You, she's not never been in the gym shooting in the gym with me. Y'all know I like to hoop. She ain't never been shooting in the gym with me. She's never taken a shot of tequila or whiskey with me. She ain't never been to compound with me. She ain't never gone to fucking top golf in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like she's never been to Edgewood. I'm saying, you know, so that that is the fundamental issue is that you never actually have to interact with black people if you're white. Did you yeah, respond? You don't, you don't you have to. to yeah, she doesn't have to. That's the thing. But we being black, you have to if you want to climb the ladder and be successful. You have yeah. to interact with white people because they are already over there. That's where they at. So it's it's kind of unfair <laughs> to to you know the way she kind of put that in the email. Yeah, you know, and like I said, yeah. if white people want to make a difference for real, for real, they need to move to the hood, get a shack in the hood, and start. But providing- see, that's the problem with that though becomes black people hate the gentrification because those white people who have some money move to the hood and then they it, you know raises property value and then the black people who live there can can no longer afford to live there i this is not too much of a hot take but i low key think that there are a lot of positives to gentrification because it does you know reinfuse wealth into poor communities yeah it kicks those people out but to ehi's hot observation earlier you know them people have I mean, I hate it. They hate. I hate that it's like this. But those people already lost to an extent. You know, I hope better for their kids and their futures. Which, again, for the Republicans, I would assume that they would also want. You know, the the future for people who haven't made it yet to be a little bit easier. But that's the thing that I don't understand. Um, but basically, my hot take is gentrification not that bad. I, mean, I kind of agree with you. I kind of agree with you. I mean, there's there there has to be like like you said, winners and losers. Um, in everything, right? So, like, somebody's going to benefit, even if it's uh, a contract that the government's going to do to help, you know, all these people get food. Like, they're going to give the contract to somebody's company that's going to do the actual work. The government doesn't grow food. It's like, but there's going to be a winner, like the company who gets the contract and the company that doesn't. Those workers there, you know, may get laid off at the other company if they didn't get the contract. And it's not for any negative. The, the net there's a net positive, right? The government has, you know, gotten these people resources. It's just that there's going to be in everything. There's always somebody who's going to lose because it's there. There's not infinite resources out there. And, there's, and again, finite. since we're throwing out ethics, we have created this zero sum game. Uh, I do want to say for the sake of the pod, before we all get dragged, uh, we don't uh, want to throw out ethics. It is no, it, life don't. is not a zero sum game, <laughs> but for the for the sake of this conversation, I definitely agree with you. No, you yeah. gotta you gotta make disclaimers about everything you say now, because the dragging will ensue on Twitter specifically. Nah, we might go viral if we get dragged. Let's go get some more listeners up in here. Get that MAGA crowd <laughs> behind us. Let's go. Yeah, like I mean, it's just, I mean, I think people need to at least like think of these. Well, I'm not saying this any of this is right or you know in terms of ethically or morally right. I don't think. I mean, I don't believe that this is what people do. I don't know if this is how, you know, our, our white brothers and sisters actually think about the situation. I, I mean, and you can't really ask them that. <laughs> you I mean, can't the, ask the, them, the thing is that might not white even be conscious. I mean, not, exactly. It might not even be a conscious thing. They might not be like, oh, yeah, you know, this is what the people, my uh, predecessors left for me. It just simply comes down to the fact that if you have wealth, you want to keep it. You don't. Nobody wants to give away their wealth. Well, exactly. But they—that's what I'm saying. Like they—they, they, but they know where they're getting the wealth from. I feel like they know that they're getting it because their ancestors. I mean, because they're always talking about inheritance and 
you know, their their family, like their forefathers, they did this, like you know, you hang out with white people, you know, they they tell you about their family history and shit like that, what they what they do. And so, you know, they, they have a lot they, they have a lot of pride in it, which I, I'm not saying they shouldn't. I mean it's just they should. Right? So I I think inherently they, they're gonna have these thought processes come up. Maybe they, they may not you know, embrace them or they may not start to use that as their, their, their way to define the world. But I, I feel like more, it has to, it has to at least cross somebody's mind. <laughs> yeah. White people probably have felt a lot of cognitive dissonance this year. Cause like, you know, look for me, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm like, you know, I'm not an expert on race or anything, but I could tell you this, there's a shit ton of places in the world where there's only white people. And I've seen mm-hmm. a bunch of them. Because I'm in there and I'm the only black person. And I'm like, what What the fuck does this look like if I'm not here right now? You know? And I think yeah. I think the situation with George Floyd brought that to the forefront. You know, like race became on at the forefront of everyone's mind. And if, if you know, white people sort of like spent a little bit of time looking around in their environment, they'll see, oh, my God, there's not a lot of black people around here. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think in moments like that, it does... There, there is a cognitive dissonance in the sense that, like, you like your life, you like what you have sort of acquired in, in, in over time, and whether it's you or your ancestors, or whatever. But at the same time, if the fundamental issue is that there's no sort of, uh, if if the the divides in race ultimately result in divides in class, and if you're only surrounded by white people, mm-hmm. then inherently you know you're doing something to sort of add to this race climate you know but hey, is james still there james you got any hot takes god damn it um i'm listening i'm listening um yeah what do you think man what do you think about this i don't i just don't think the most white people really care about people outside of themselves man because uh, to I really me don't. i i don't think they have to yeah exactly yeah. i think it's the same reason right they they're good yeah. where they're at you know why yeah, why like, give up shit? Why give up shit? What's the what's the importance of it? Why can't yeah, you yeah. up by your bootstraps, that type of thing, you know? That bullshit. Yep. They don't understand the system that, that was created. I mean that might be it too. They may not understand the system that was created by their ancestors. Like, you know, we see it from a we see the system from a completely <laughs> different side. They don't understand how it works because for I them there's a very defined system that they that they use and it works well for them. What were you saying, James? I think some of them do understand the system very well. They just know it's to their advantage. So why ch- why change it? Instead of making it merit based and based on competition and and altruism, um, they would rather just keep the status quo. I agree with you, but I mean, the other thing I would say is, what if I'm just throwing out you know random hot takes? Like I don't believe this, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. what what if? What if people say that your wealth is your merit? So, for example, um, for example, like mm-hmm. these people who are paying to get their kids into Stanford, they put them in jail. Um, you know, their kids are clearly not Stanford material. Otherwise, yeah. they would have gotten in without any help. Yeah. But um, what if what if they say, hey, look, I can afford to do what it takes to get what I want. And. That's how it should be. I mean, obviously, I don't believe that. But what if? <laughs> what would you say? What would you say to that? If our um, bank accounts were a meritocracy, yeah, no, the, a lot the, of people the, fucked. The measurement of your your merit is based on how much money you have, right? Oh, that would be terrible. That would be awful. I mean, is that, that not how it is already? That's well, what I'm saying. It's 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 not far it's not, off though. from that. It's no, not it that is not. It that. is very far from that. There's a lot of shitty people with a lot of money. There are exactly. also a lot of good people without any money. Exactly. Like that is Nobody so know they ask. Exactly. That's what I mean, I'm saying. Exactly. No, Nobody I'm not saying alloc- I'm not saying allocating money like I'm not saying allocating money to you as a person based on how good you are. I'm saying if you're going to look at somebody's merit and say, you know, if what is what is your right to get into Stanford, for example, I'm just using that as an example. Um it's it's not as if you could say the regular meritocracy is I got straight A's I did all the community service I'm a you know three athlete or you know three sport <laughs> athlete state state champion winner you know <laughs> won the span beat 
<laughs> and or to spell a B twice, <laughs> you know, that that's that's merit. That's the meritocracy we're thinking of. But then you can also look at it on the other side and say, is I have a shit ton of money. I want to go to Stanford. I don't really care if I don't know shit. I just want to go. Can I just can I is is my worth of getting into Stanford not based on my money or can we have it so that it's based on how much money I have and then I could do whatever I want. I mean, you're right. It is kind of like that. Like, I think if they had gone through for your particular example, if they had gone through the right channels, whether that be using the bread that they have to either prepare their kids so they could be Stanford students or, you know, buying a building legitimately for Stanford rather than like finessing the fucking admissions, dude. Uh, which is just so hilarious, man. I mean, the building is way more expensive. Like you would yeah, have to drop like fifty million versus exactly. what the hundred grand they, that they put drop yeah, two hundred one fifty okay. would drop in. Yeah. Still, yeah. still, still, there there are more legitimate ways that because they have more opportunities Why? with the money that Why they would have. You do that? I'm I'm totally with. I think that's how it is already. Because first of all, on one hand, you can just pay for your kid to go to private school for twelve years and. I mean, through private school, they're going to be smart enough to get into some pretty good. And it's a pipeline. Schools. If you go, if you send your kids to the right um, private schools, they have like they they have recruiters who come and they they let in a set number every year from those schools to all the Ivy Leagues. Like it's, it's a system. Like mm-hmm. somebody, I, I met a dude who went to one of these schools. He was telling me that this is like this is how it was, and I'm like, well, damn. <laughs> Ain't nobody from yeah. Harvard came to goddamn Mill chance. Creek High School talk about, yeah. you know. Right, right. <laughs> how many of y'all want to come this year? <laughs> they weren't talking like that. <laughs> yeah, real yeah. talk. So not even I having mean, the, the door to the opportunity, I guess, would be the the money move or, or the merit in in having money. But Which is, know. real quick tangent, man. This is why you niggas, and myself included, but... <laughs> Which is why we have to like really strive to be great because I don't want people thinking that you can't make it if you if you are you know if you are not necessarily rich or if you're an immigrant you know and your parents had to come and struggle for a couple of years to get on their feet to support their children but yeah you went to public school you went to Emory and you got your MD PhD you're getting your M- your PhD like it's possible it's possible you know what I'm saying and I just don't want that to sort of like be diminished because mm-hmm. it's people who are paying literally to get their kids into these schools. But, but yeah, I feel like that's why we, you niggas and myself included have to strive for greatness to show that yes, you can sort of like, I mean, I suppose the other side is that is you have to hustle your ass off, but yeah. anyway, the amount of effort you have to put in is not, it's not the same as uh, some other folks. So. You just got to keep that in mind, I guess, because that's where that's where the struggle is. All right. The hustle continues in 2021. Indeed. It never stops. Thanks, never guys, stops. For, for, for indulging me on that. I mean, I just wanted to get that idea out there. I've been thinking about it for a while. I'm just trying to. <laughs> hey, this is what we know. do on RTBTH, man. It's real talk. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, are there any other 2020 items? I've been thinking, obviously, by the way, for the listeners, this is just a shoot the breeze type podcast. You know, we ain't got no real script, just talking shit, which I think has been a very good podcast so far. But um, I'm, I was thinking, like, what was Trump's year like in 2020? Did Trump have a good year or a bad year? I mean, Brad, his year ended up so bad. <laughs> Brad. No, his, his whole presidency just went down, 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 down. Yes. Low key. Fast. Low key. Like he was actually a a reasonable Republican president when he first came in, and then he just shit, sh- shit the bet on everything. Today what? Today you're wild. Reasonable Republican, shit. bro. The because first he hadn't thing done that anything. he had Sean Spicer do is lie to America, bold face lie. That was the <laughs> oh, yeah. thing he set him out to do day one, bro. But he I wasn't was like, as disgraceful <laughs> as he is now. Like he's so disgraced. Like there's so yeah. so many things that have just gone upside down for him i mean he got impeached he's you know got his whole entire squad has been convicted you know what i'm saying like even you know ivanka and, and jared kushner are taking some shit right now all of the books that have come out i mean yeah, it's just it's like unprecedented it's <laughs> unprecedented <laughs> yeah. still sweet, tweeting about the election it's 2021 now uh good times man you love to see yeah, that donald trump is sad yo i mean look the fact that he hasn't been out and about like and just spewing as much bs as he normally does 
shows you know it gives us a, a, a window into his 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 mental he's depressed he's right depressed, now man he you can't know? even handle defeat you bro. see you see him pick, playing golf he doesn't even look happy out there dude is just over there going through the motions <laughs> yo yo real quick real quick sorry another tangent there's this documentary on amazon well i guess you probably get it a couple places but i got it on amazon prime and it's called unfit and it's specifically about the psychology of donald trump and they you know actually go into like psychological constructs and mental health and stuff but one of the people that they interviewed said that he trump cheats literally every time he plays golf like yeah. this, I think it was like a New York Times reporter or something that's been following that, that that reports on golf, and I guess he ended up reporting on Trump's golf habits. But he said Trump cheats every single time, and that is just so telling, man, of the weakness that he is, of the weak person that he is, man. It's it's crazy. Like he's been super exposed this year, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I think people knew that for a while. I think because because the, the way he would, the golf scores, he was he would tell people. Or always like three or four strokes like higher than what PGA Tour people be hitting, and people are like, "Like, there's no way <laughs> you're over here competing with tigers." Don't get out of here, bro. We know you're a liar. <laughs> yeah, he's a disgraceful man. Yeah, he's going to go too, out. Um, <clears throat> he's going to go out. He's going to go down in infamy. Not, not, not famous infamy, and uh, yeah, he might be Somebody the last was, one to know it. Were you the one that James? Were you the one saying on I think on the group chat that um you think that they're gonna put this boy in jail? Yep. Nah. Fuck no. Nah. I think so. I don't think so, man. Nah. I don't know. You know. So here's the reason why I don't think they will, man. I, I it would be nice because he is a criminal. He's obstructed justice at so many levels. He's disgraced America. Even stuff that you could say tantamount to to being you know treasonous. You know, some people throw yeah. that word out. But I, I've I, said a while ago. The it's way he treated he he dealt sorry I hate to cut you off but the way he dealt with the coronavirus was against the um against the America the country. yeah I yeah. was like I, I legit think that he was actually not it wasn't incompetence he was actually working against the you know best thing for the country but anyway sorry go go on yeah I mean I think he's done a lot of things that he should have, if if he was any other political official he would be put in jail um but because he's the president they give that position so much leeway in america and historically other presidents that have committed crimes have not actually been punished for their criminal deeds and so i think i mean gerald ford pardon nixon uh i think that if they were to charge him again, I think that the system would make sure that Donald Trump doesn't see jail time, even if they were to be able to actually go through and convict him of the many crimes he's committed, which I don't think they will be able to. Um, I think he's going to get off by pardon at worst. Yo, um, since it sounds like uh, dinner is about to be ready soon for, for his family um, and people are enjoying themselves. <laughs> Uh, we may have to go ahead and uh, wrap this one up. I also have to start cooking some things, but uh, this was great. Uh oh, <laughs> Tune, what do you think? Oh, bad, are there guys. any any last thoughts or any any my, uh, my bad, guys. ideas? Yeah, one one last thing, real quick. I just want to ask. Looking into twenty twenty one, I think the primary uh, thing that we're gonna all be dealing with as a nation is the vaccine. And I mean, I, I I'm trying to like not crack up, dying laughing, but because it's so America and it's so Trump administration. But all I'm hearing is that the rollout has been just completely bungled. Like I was reading a story about MGH or M- Mass General Brigham is what they call themselves now. But like the major hospital system here, that's Massachusetts General Hospital of Brigham. And Isn't Rins. it partners? Isn't well, it partners? yeah, but they changed to Mass General Brigham last year. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. OK. Which is I thought partners was so much better, but whatever. I anyway, they want to flex that name. <laughs> Dude, they've had partners for like twenty years. Like, you now y'all want to flex it? Yeah. Anyway, but but what do y'all think, man? Y'all think it's gonna be just like another part of the whole COVID experiment, <laughs> uh, or the, the the whole COVID situation where pretty much everything has been bungled? Yeah, pretty much, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we can, we can, we'll up? be able yeah. to. We'll be we'll be watching the rollout in other countries. You know, other countries got the vaccine too, so we'll see how they do it versus how we do. It. I mean, just like before, 
you know, True. everybody else was over there living life back in, you know, July, August, things were going back to normal in a lot of places. We were still struggling hella hard. It's I know we like weren't because it was hella people out chilling. I mean, well. no, nah, it was a lot of it was a lot of people struggling. But I, so I think I think that uh, uh, it's going to come down again to marketing. You know, like obviously they're going to have to produce enough for people. But once it's like readily available for people who are not like practitioners in a hospital or doing some shit like that, people in the line of fire, once they make it re- available for regular people, how they market, you know, you getting it is going to be like fucking incredibly important. I almost said tantamount, but I'm not certain if that word fits here. But, um, you know, we see how like people have discussed past vaccines. Like you almost don't hear that much about the flu vaccine, really. Um, but every year they'll tell you, oh, yeah, you know, go get your flu flu shots. They're free now. Da, 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 da. But like there isn't ever really a marketing campaign of like, yo, you have to get this shit. You need to get this shit so that we can all have some sort of normalcy because I mean, I guess it's not that serious, even though. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people do die from the flu. Um, but I've had people try to quote bullshit numbers at me of like, you know, people dying from cancer after getting the polio vaccine. And I'm like, bruh, you don't have to worry about polio right now. So. What is what is the issue? Like, what are you what are you talking about where you're making up all these other things that people are dying of because of fear and because of, you know, misinformation? But I think that how I guess is going to have to be the U.S. government, Pfizer, Moderna, whoever else is creating one, how they tell people like, yo, this shit is good. A million people have already gotten it and have been fine. You need to get it, too, so you can come in this restaurant and not wear a mask. Otherwise, we're taking your temperature and we're doing all this shit, which sidebar i fucking hate i mean i don't hate that pe- everywhere now takes your temperature but we already know that that doesn't mean shit niggas can have coronavirus and still not show a temperature so what are you doing checking all our temperatures what what is the point what is what does it matter uh again at hudson grill that i was at they fucking have some shit stuck on the wall that you like stick your forehead on it's not even a person holding a gun you have to fucking go over there and <laughs> basically headbutt this motherfucking uh thermometer thing it should be crazy. Is there someone and reading you, it to tell you not to come in if you have I a mean, high? kind of. But like, bitch, I'm already in the building. I'm already you standing probably talking slide to your face. and just walk in. <laughs> I mean, yes. But like, if you, yeah. But also, I mean, yeah, I guess if you do have a, a fever, you should stay home. Like, I, that's probably the biggest uh, positive and lesson from 2020. People yeah. who are sick or presenting sick symptoms, you'll just stay your ass at home. There's yep. no like I have yeah. in the past gone to class and been coughing and been like, oh, man, I Same. can't miss class. I can't fucking now. Nah, nah, nah. Everybody kind of understands like, yo, we we better not. Let's not risk it. I don't even know if I ever took a sick day when I was actually sick. I would just take a sick day just because I was tired and want to go to work or some shit like that. You know, yeah. like when I'm sick, I'm just like, if I, if I want to go to work, I'm like, fuck it, man. Ain't no sickness going to stop me from going yeah. to work. Goddamn. Hell yeah. Because we got to hustle. That's another thing. That's another thing of like, yo, if I'm sick, the white man going to come take my job. They they know I'm fragile. That's what that is. Yeah. yeah but now ain't, there ain't no sick days because you just work from home if you're sick. I mean, no yeah. more snow days. That too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Re- last thing, fellas, real quick before a, he has to go eat this good ass food. What I got a conspiracy say? theory. Trump got coronavirus on purpose earlier before the vaccines came out so that he wouldn't have to get a vaccine on national television. Wait a minute. Wait, a minute. I, wait say it again. Trump got COVID on purpose uh-huh. before the vaccines came out so that he wouldn't have to get a vaccine on national television. Why we? Why would he get it on purpose? He's afraid of needles? No, because he, he's not wearing a mask. <laughs> he doesn't want to exude any sort of like, you know, he doesn't want to fragility. <laughs> no, not not necessarily fragility, but that that coronavirus is a is a problem. It's an issue. You know, he's not he's not wearing a mask. He's not doing overt public things to sort of encourage like um like precautions with the vac- with the with with the coronavirus. Right? He's not doing like these actual public things. He's not providing the imagery necessary for the nation to accept and understand that our president thinks that this virus is serious. So in order to avoid having to take the vaccine, because he's going to get the vaccine, eh, he, you know he doesn't want to die. You know he's scared of death. Eh, he, you told me this, and I believe it. Yeah. So he, he had to get the vaccine, and as president, he has to do it publicly. He preemptively negated that by getting coronavirus. I mean, and that, I my thought- friends, is RTBTH. <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed because he because he wants he wants the whole vaccine effort to fail 
Is that the reason? He doesn't want to. I mean, I don't think he cares like... about the vaccine. He just doesn't want to suggest that he cares about the virus enough to get a vaccine, to wear a mask, to socially distance. I am low key excited for him to just be a wild hater on everything positive in the future and just be like, yeah, that nigga in the background just like hating on everything Biden does. Boom. Like, yeah, stupid shit. Yeah. Because he, he, as a past president, still has to show up for shit. Is he not going to show up to the inauguration? And other presidential shit. Yo, this man Obama been making the rounds. He's just gonna be. He said he might I mean, yeah, which, would, he, be which would be insane because he's gonna be live tweeting. He's gonna be like, "Yo, I'm not watching that shit," but he's definitely watching it via own. Herschel, man, you just somehow broke out. I don't know what happened, but I think that's yeah. a good way to uh, that's a good go sign ahead and for end us to, uh... <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> anyway, Yo, fellas, this is us R- off. This is RTBTH. We out.